I V M. From delivering milk and newspapers in the morning to writing codes on amazing softwares, my guest today is now delivering Nirvana. He's helping people with his pranic healing and meditation and everything in middle to attain the most important question is to find their meaning of life. He has had a very interesting journey from being a loner, staying with his parents to becoming a yogi now. It's my absolute pleasure to welcome on the show the one and only Ronak Gajar. He is also my own meditation guru now. So it's exciting to actually have a conversation with my own meditation guru and meditation coach. So Ronak, welcome to the show. Really excited to have you here. Thank you so much, Vishal, for so having me. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I mean, your journey of uh, what you've been able to do Mm-hmm. has been so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, please tell me a little bit more about your childhood because you grew up in a very conservative mm-hmm. uh, Marwadi and Gujarati combination, right? It's a, and, and how was that growing up? And, you know, tell me a little bit more about your family. So, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. And it was very different. I started, uh, let me tell you about a little bit of history of my parents. Where are they from? So my dad is from Gujarat Bhavnagar and my mom is from Indore. And if we have read the school textbooks where Akbar Weevil had nine jewels. So one of the jewels was Toradmal, Raja Toradmal. And from that lineage is my mother. Oh. So from uh, all the Raj Gharanas. And, so and blue blood is literally <laughs> flowing in your veins. Yes, business blood. <laughs> but uh, yes, um, so they were... Uh, too much into their own rituals, but never religious when they got married. So I saw them uh, in a very different uh, view. The perspective was very different when they were together. They never asked me or forced me to do traditionally go to any temples, church, mosque, and no question asked, whatever you feel like doing, you can do a very open hand for how I should be rather than teaching me to go to A, B, C, D set of places like that. So basically, uh, your parents were from Gujarat and Madhya Pradesh MP. Correct. And they moved to Mumbai and that's where you were born? Yes. And pretty much all your childhood was in Mumbai. Right. And at what point of time did you start becoming more and more independent? Because I know you started like working or, you know, like earning much earlier. Correct. So... At the age of 12, 10 or 12, I started off as a milk seller. Milk seller? Yeah. So door to door giving milk uh, to my school friend's house and all the local areas. And this was in which which part of Mumbai was this? It was in Santa Cruz Prabhat Colony. Okay. And So folks from Santa Cruz Prabhat Colony, you never know, Rana Gajar <laughs> could have been your milkman. <laughs> I guess, yes, for sure. And then I got a hold of a friend who took me from east to west. As a paper seller. So you then started selling paper in Santa Cruz West. Correct. East okay. me, you were a milkman and West me <laughs> at the age of 12. Yes. Wow. 
So again, I was blessed to have those friends who could uh, guide me to right places instead of taking me to wrong places. So that's when I started door to door paper selling in Santa Cruz West for a few months. And luckily, immediately after that, and, and you were in mm-hmm. studying also at that same point of time. Yes, a full time school. So before school, you have to go and deliver the papers from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. Then come back, get ready. And that's when you are 12. Yes. And you know, we have today's 12 year olds <laughs> and 10 year olds who are on their phone 24 hours a day. And uh, so it was it was a tough childhood looks like. Uh, I would say it was a beautiful challenge, uh, which I was able to accept. I was blessed again without any parents or any you know, counseling, which most of today's children have been privileged with. I was always counseling myself hmm. from that age. That wow. How do I... At improve? the age of 12, you were counseling yourself. Yes. And what were the kind of questions you were answering for yourself? So questions like, um, should I be playing the victim or should I be playing the leader? Mm. Because everyone goes through their different childhood. At least I was blessed with parents and house and food. The basics were taken care of. It was only the school fees and tuition fees which had to be, you know, worked on. So yeah, it was was. And, and what were your what were your parents doing that time? So my uh, father had a very small uh, shop in Marine Lines. Uh, he used to repair watches. Mm-hmm. And my mother was a mehendi artist. So she used to make mehendis and, you know, beauty parlor stuff. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So you had a very uh, creative, at one side, very creative and mm-hmm. one side, very business. It was the creative and business combination flowing into you. True, true that. And, and then you ended up doing engineering also, right? Yes, I studied from NIIT uh, just for a small diploma. Uh, so I could get into an SQL DBA, like a database admin job. Because at that time when I was growing up, uh, IT was the most prestigious and respected jobs yeah, in Marwadi Gujarati families. Even good today, right? I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah, now also it has been uh, a lot of respect and love. But since Trump came into picture, I guess <laughs> things are changing. But in India still, well, we have a lot the of... the good thing about Donald Trump is he's forcing people to think of products and IP. Because you can't just sell services Services. now. So I think it's actually a very good thing happening. And yeah, but that's a discussion for later. Mm -hmm. So you pretty much became independent at the age of 12. Mm -hmm. Uh, You were, you know, doing all these odd jobs. Mm -hmm. What was the kind of reaction you had from your friends and peers? You know, what were they thinking? Because I don't think so. Other kids were doing this. So I hardly had any friends. Uh, Probably till I got into ninth or 10th grade. Then I remembered that I started having some friends who were very close to me. When I was eighth or ninth grade, I started going to clubs as an assistant DJ. So carrying you were wires. Also a DJ. Not a DJ actually, but I used assistant to just DJ. assistant DJ. So helping with wires. Well, the best and thing is stuff. you can come up with all these new positions, right? <laughs> assistant DJ. <laughs> True. <laughs> DJ itself was people are like, wait, DJ kya hota? <laughs> So I was blessed again to have the right set of people at that time. Yeah. So from milkman to newspaper to assistant DJ. Correct. So you were a lot into music. How did this happen? So again, everything was uh, focused around money at that time. So in it was a day job where you go as an assistant, help, like a help. And um, clubs like uh, dance clubs and lounge were new. The lounges were new. And... 
that's where if you assist you get j49 paid. yes and irish irish club in khar yeah, that's irish. where i used to do uh, the, my work it was raspberry rhinos raspberry rhinos so, yeah, as well jew <laughs> i know all the is this so raspberry ex- still exists still, yeah. uh, exists came back into our, the yeah, land after raz <laughs> yeah so all of these clubs uh, just go help the dj move the wires move the laptop uh, get the song list and get paid by the hour which is good and and uh, you have sisters and other family members and yeah. what were they doing did they have a similar background or what were they up to uh so out of my three sisters one of the sisters chose to invest in education the other two did not choose to study a lot they all got married by the time i was 12 so they had married and some of them had kids and they moved out and you know in india it's uh, i guess it's the foreign culture which we have adapted very beautifully for females especially the daughters where after marriage we don't know you <laughs> the relationship uh, goes down a lot i mean they have their own uh, New families and they have their own Correct. so so they were in mumbai or they moved around uh, the country so uh, out of three sisters one is in mumbai and one is in gujarat ahmedabad and the third one is in us now but i think the biggest turning point in your life happened when your parents decided to move out correct and w- can you do you remember that day what happened what did they tell you and how did you react so i always had an idea that my father would move out to an ashram first but uh, considering that i was never ready that oh he will move out for good and uh, also taking in mind that we are indians and the mothers don't leave the kids very easily so my mother stayed back for a year and at the age of 18 she tried to make me and convince me to get married i saw a lot of girls when i was 18 <laughs> <laughs> but i somehow re- convinced her to go with her husband and move forward with a spiritual life i don't remember the day because it was already imbibed in my system that uh, since the age of 2 i was initiated at the age of 2 by this master and by 5 7 years every month we used to visit to that ashram and which ashram is this uh, it's atma malik ashram in shirdi okay and every month we used to visit at least two times three times to shirdi so i knew somehow he will land up there and might be possible Three that three times a month and that time going to shirdi was like an 8 hour trek right easily so you catch a bus uh, to dadar and dadar to train train to this that so it was crazy hell of a ride to reach shirdi and from there also it's not in main shirdi it's a uh, 5 to 7 kilometers away so you get into trucks you get into whatever vehicle possible sometimes we have walked halfway it's that way to reach that place So from the age of 2 you were meeting your gurus okay. and your father was also heavily into or is into heavily into spirituality himself uh he started with 50 50 like 50% religious and 50% spiritual but he never forced his religiousness to anyone so his rituals used to start at 3:30 until today he's 75 He wakes up at 3:30 in the morning and first whatsapp is like a greeting mantra for me <laughs> 3:30 in the morning he wakes up till today i know there are a lot of people here who go to sleep at 3:30 in the morning <laughs> so yeah it's been crazy but then so i taught him whatsapp and like just 2 years back since then i have hardly missed a message that 3:30 am he will message me 3:45 
just a normal and he will send you like a shloka or a mantra just a mantra yeah wow <laughs> and you wake up at 3:30 to see the receive the mantra I no 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 i okay. wake up at 6 okay okay i was like oh god <laughs> you know no it's no, so you wake up at 6 okay chalo yeah. that's a that's at least something which makes it okay so you were like 17 or 18 when they decided to move out so 18 when 18, uh, 18 you yeah. were 18 you know most 18 year olds are figuring out i mean they've not figured out life mm-hmm. and both your parents are saying son we are taking sanyas Sans. correct and we are going into an ashram right and you are on your own right so i was again i am very grateful where my mother made sure that at least a year she is there with me for one year she was there with me and by that time i was working in it good jobs into call centers in it so i could figure out of staying alone when i was 18 and you know be on my own completely without mother father everyone wow so that was i have to tell you it's i mean for people listening here that you know like i said that right now parents are so possessive about their kids forget about age of 18 people after marrying their kids want them to live with them and they're not willing to give up mm-hmm. you know till the last day and right. here you are all of 18 years old and your parents saying that you know you are on your own correct uh, again my father was very generous uh, so he gave me a lot of cash that time w- what was a lot of cash uh, a lot of cash as in at least for a 6 months rental is taken care of that was again hardly something at that time but for me who's just trying to figure out the jobs in between that cash was good enough to so the other way of thinking it is ki boss 18 ka ho gaya pita ji ne bola ye lo bete paisa lo jo kar raha hai karo so yes is that what happened so, so you he, were like wow ye to meko lottery lag gayi so it was a kind of lottery because you always earned it and never got a chunk of money in your hand and someone saying spend it as you like you have 6 8 months to figure it out in this much of money this much amount and after 6 8 months life will start so you choose you want to blow up the money right away use what if it you had blown up all the money and got back to your father and said sab paisa khatam ho gaya then i would have to stay with him in the ashram Ooh, <laughs> that, okay that crazy. was the catch <laughs> so now i understood the catch the catch was you know what we'll give him the money he'll spend it all and then he will say daddy paisa nahi hai then we'll say now stay in the ashram was that his original plan you think uh, uh, no i guess he asked me he invited me quite a few times ke you should stay in the ashram but 18 year old is dj assistant dj is okay. not going to be staying in an ashram right i mean it just doesn't so yeah but uh, i was never into an idea of an ashram that time but uh, i would say i was a rebel child a lot of uh, rebellious by nature the reason being when you see your parents doing something and still you would like to you know you see the all the graphs are not going up finances relationship this that and still they are religiously dedicatedly consistently doing their rituals and teaching me to do rituals and sharing those rituals with me that okay you can do this and one fine day they said just move so i said no i'll figure out my own ashram i should have an ashram with my set of criteria the checklist so you're like okay i will go to an ashram but not your ashram i will want to find my own ashram correct wow. that's okay. amazing so so tell me what is the difference between being religious and being spiritual you kept saying that oh they were religious and, and spiritual. spiritual so isn't that the same it's a lot different that way being religious 
means uh, you are always looking forward or connected to the god or goddesses and in india we have abundance of gods and oh goddesses god, yeah there are a million gods million gods and spiritual is where you have a direct connect with the divine energy so there is no shiva no brahma no mosque no church it's just humanity is the first religion of spirituality so when you are spiritual you are human first and then rest everything will follow so so spirituality is basically uh, to the creator whoever the creator is correct and religion is specific for something you have ganesha for something you have hanuman for something you have <laughs> shiva so you kind of true you know have different gods for different things so that's true so that's the only difference that's otherwise the, what they say and do and mean is the same exactly the same because all the religious scriptures some of many of them are manipulated in the course of time but all the religious scriptures i have read a few not a lot but they mean the same thing be human take care of your parents take care of this take care of that take care of the society but we have forgotten that so that's where they start with two agarbatti yeah, go you know, to ganesha my favorite thing is that mazhab nahi sikhata aapas mein bair rakhna right no religion will mm-hmm. tell you to have not a fight all. or not to do any of this this is all the interpretations that's true but once again that i have not met many 18 year olds who are mm-hmm. at that age thinking about i am going to find my own ashram correct and i am going to so what was the difference i mean you know there are kids and there have been you know other guests on my show mm-hmm. who at the age of 18 were doing rave parties and who were figuring out which international mba to do and mm-hmm. many girlfriends and i'm just saying mm-hmm. that this is not the life of an 18 year old again here i would say a very important part which played for this to trigger was i'm visiting that ashram because every master has their own silence and different energy so just visiting him used to make a difference that some humans can exist in this form you know where only love is emitting only care kindness is emitting and they are not expecting any single rupee so nowadays ashram starts with money ends with membership and goes to crazy yeah, i mean spaces. religion is a business now unfortunately right Correct. these things are businesses and babas are billionaires <laughs> that's that's true that's true so that's where i could uh, i was triggered by his energy that i don't want to stay in his ashram but i would like to explore my own because my parents are you know constantly following it but and, you know there are other people whose parents also follow religious gurus and do correct. all of this but i have not seen this happen to other kids so that's where my one of my gurus gave me an answer that your journey is not from this life oh and i had this uh, as a question because this question definitely came to me and many times i come many people ask me this question that you are so young and you know it's you're not even half my age and you're so spiritual you're so spiritual but it's nothing about me it's about i was blessed and my journey had finished to a certain age in the last lives and luckily i could continue it from there or that awareness started happening at oh, the age of 18 so you or you believe you are a reincarnation 100% <laughs> mm, that's interesting do you know who's reincarnation or do you have any idea or any guess about that i'll open not a lot of secrets here but a little bit i did my past life regression with many people mm-hmm. so again it's a proper science where they open your subconscious mind to a place where you your soul imprints are open and you can see your past lives as visions 
so few of the lives i was a monk ooh and uh, that's where i understood if one person is saying and i went into that hypnotic trance and i could see monk okay it may be my illusion and it was around 12 years back in 2007 8 and how old were you that time again okay, 19 or something at 19 you were seeing monks and not you know <laughs> some bollywood actress or hollywood star uh, again i was clearly yeah. you are reborn, reborn. <laughs> anybody who's born in this generation if you would go into their deep minds you would certainly see some, in, at least in my case you would be seeing games or something <laughs> else but it is not going to be monks for sure but you know that's that's the interesting part right i mean i think you know the calmness of your face definitely says that you were a monk in your old life but as we say you know monks are all about owning and selling ferraris today correct so how did you decide and i know you like to ride ferraris a lot and you did a lot of that in dubai so how did your journey take you to dubai i was working as a yoga teacher for one of the companies again that, before that you were into it right before you started that, as a career in it i i worked as a it support engineer for 4 years and this is with aditya birla so one year for aditya birla two years for wipro and so on and so forth like a lot of companies so you were like a hardcore monk in his old life you know like spirituality yoga mm. and they are making you do sql database management how horrible is that yeah i figured that out in a year's time <laughs> and that, what was like what time did you used to practice your yoga and how was your routine like so uh, since childhood there was no yoga in our system so only yoga classes i could afford to attend was in one of the oldest yoga institute in the world in india i was again blessed or maybe it's a karmic alignment i was born 10 minutes walkable distance from santa cruz yoga institute and i could go for some drop in classes that time oh wow and my parents always taught me to sit and talk to yourself so close your eyes and start talking to yourself without how do opening. you sit and talk to yourself first it was uh, it was a very weird idea that you know just pray without opening your mouth chant all the mantras with mouth closed and i said like you crazy <laughs> but it starts happening when your inner you know atman or you say soul you say your inner voice the good voice and first he will listen he or she will listen to you and after sometimes your intention is clear your vision is clear they will respond back to you so that's when they said go do it for years so i almost gave up for a lot of times but then sitting with yourself is the best thing you get all the answers in the world so basically introspect yes All you were introspecting all your in all your childhood life yes literally and you then learned from nit this whole correct uh, software engineering and mm. database management and you went into it correct and from it to teaching yoga that was a huge jump how did that happen now when i was 23 24 at that age uh, like i finished my it jobs and i was tired of it the corporate routine life and i used to visit my parents once in few months depending on the holidays and stuff and i saw my parents being so happy in last 4 5 years doing nothing and here i am doing so much working on code seeing one slash is missing my boss is on fire and you know making all the money enjoying and 
lot of girlfriends and you know friends yeah, you had partying. a you had a count we'll talk about that later <laughs> but yeah so lot of partying and all the naughtiness i did in 4 years to keep myself happy obviously i was staying alone you know like a bachelor with set of friends and all but i was not finding the peace and the happiness and when i saw my parents their journey had changed when they had visited and stayed in the ashram in 4 years they had a 360 degree change in their relationship in their way of looking at life and a lot more had opened for them in 4 years i think they lived 100 years there it's that kind of awakening happened to them and still happening so, wow that's amazing and that changed that uh, really you know changed me that if they can do nothing and they are so happy i should work towards doing nothing but once again right at that age people are not really thinking about all these right people correct. are thinking about partying and you did a lot of that right correct and on last count you said you had 300 girlfriends yes uh 300 uh, so it was one of those nights when i met friends and you get drunk and write all the girls name which you have been with so it was 300 so my friend is like and then i didn't remember the count because i was too drunk and I'm like <laughs> this girl gave me this emotion this girl gave me that emotion because it was like a energy healing game that energy healing, healing game, game where oh, you remember wow. that who, which breakup has changed you wow. and what has happened so guys all the people listening out here that even if you have to play a game of life play the energy healing game and figure out all the people who give you positive energy right the Correct. goal of your game is to avoid people with negative energy true true that the vishal gondal show will be right back after this break Hello everybody. Welcome to another awesome week on the IVM Podcast Network. If you are not following us on social media, please make sure that you do. We are IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. We'd like to thank the sponsors on our network, Storytel, Savari and Paytm Money for their support and really appreciate it. It's been a busy month at IVM. Last week we launched three new shows. We launched ATKT Talent Tent, we launched Business.next in partnership with Bloomberg Quint, and we launched Equity Sahi in partnership with Motilal Oswal. And this week we're going to bring back an old favorite. We're going to come back with the empowering series after a fairly long hiatus. I hope that you guys enjoy that. Life coach Zarina Punawala is joined by our co-founder Kavita Rajwade to discuss how you can put your game face on at your workplace. On the scene and the unseen, Amit Verma is in conversation with American philosopher and political scientist Jason Brennan. They discuss the ethics of government and voting, democratic theory, and the foundations of modern commercial society. On Advertising Is Dead, we're celebrating the 25th episode with an AMA special. Varun is on the hot seat, answering questions from our listeners and the guests who've been on the podcast so far. Dating Is Garbage recorded its last episode of the season, in which our hosts Janam, Surbhi, and Abbas look back at their favorite moments from the show. On our party food show, not just dance, but present talks to Cyrus Dotiwala, the owner of Dotiwala Bakery in Surat, about the invention of batasas and the Parsi sweet tooth. On football, total the season has come to an end, and the boys are geared up to share with you the final results of the English Premier League. On Business Start Next, host Govindraj Athiraj talks to Kevin Freeberg, founder of San Diego Consulting Group, about the key success factors that can be emulated by competitors and other industries. On Shunya One, Shiladitya and I are joined by the general manager Asia of Point, Pratyush Prasanna. We talk about the importance of smart terminals in the market and more. On Equity Sahiye, brought to you by Motilal Oswal, Shrey Lunkar, senior vice president and fund manager PMS, talks to host Anupam Gupta about the evolution and potential of the Indian banking sector. And with that, let's move on with your shows. So you played this game with three hundred girls, and how many of them gave you positive, and how many of you gave them negative energy? 
almost 80% of them took away the energy not <laughs> negative but they took away my energy and 20% were positive yeah i mean 300 is a big number but like we were discussing right mm-hmm. shri krishna had 1600 girlfriends so oh, you still yeah. were uh-huh. just small uh, not even one third or half of <laughs> <laughs> less than half of of shri krishna's record but yeah that's a like i said that's a different discussion Correct. and while all this was happening you decided to go to dubai right and like how did you become a yoga teacher in all this so there was a very interesting um, a company based in bangalore and in that company uh, when i started doing so they hire you as a yoga teacher they take your background check do all the background checks and your attitude and all and they put you in a villa like the big boss show <laughs> and 3 months you're off sugar you're off alcohol you're off phone you're off everything and it's a secluded in a jungle kind of villa so every day an auto guy comes with all the food for daily stuff so in one and a half month uh, whoever I, survives this can work for that company basically it's, it was that way so 3 month was a very big test a challenge when and what i thought, do they like you do yoga 24 hours basically there so or? yes almost like 6 to 8 hours asanas and practice uh, theory part and you know anatomy part and physical practice part so attitude part like how are you treating your fellow members and so everything was noticed there were cameras everywhere how you behave uh, what, what you do what is this company called <laughs> does uh bharat thakur artistic yoga <laughs> <laughs> bharat thakur artistic yoga. yoga this should be the big boss yoga special yeah so at that time we were lucky that you know there was no company who gives you a teacher training and pays you money for it okay so again uh, working on the finances after my iit i had saved some and i had spent most of the money on doing my healing courses oh so you did all these courses so hypnotherapy chakra healing sound therapy singing bowls and a lot more like at least 10 plus certifications and again and how do you decide to do all these certifications how do you find all these things so find as in you visit an ashram and you find something interesting and i guess today's uh, young generation would and everyone would relate to this and this is a message whenever your heart says that you feel like doing something just do it so basically this is a beautiful message for everyone young old everyone that whenever your heart says to do something you should just go for it in india we are conditioned a lot that whatever you like or love to do try and avoid doing that don't uh, yeah, do that nobody wants to listen to the heart everybody wants to listen to the brain yes and i followed the brain in the beginning uh, to go to the it path but when i left it and i had some money saved I thought that doing a healing courses would be great. So basically this is a point for every generation, especially the youngsters and you know the old people who are working, people who are retired at any age. Whenever your heart says something you should definitely follow it. So when I was deciding the healing courses I was visiting different ashrams and I would find an interesting person playing the singing bowl and I would just go to him and say can you teach me this? in a barter or small amount of money and most of the time they used to agree for barters and somewhere i used to what did money. you barter with so these were coding foreign. i will teach you coding <laughs> i wish so most of them were foreigners and uh, so basically they didn't know how to speak hindi go to the 
you know most inexpensive places to eat breakfast lunch dinner and i could be the you know translator or a travel guide so that was the best so it's amazing how foreigners are teaching people in india of all these things yes how is that happening again because of the indian mindset uh, i feel we are still conditioned and i had a very good conversation with one of the persons back then that gulami hamare blood mein hai because we were ruled by some western countries for a few hundred years and before that we were ruled by kings and queens so whenever we see white skin it is conditioned that oh they know it all but i'm not against any skin color no racism obviously meditation everyone's one vasudev kutumbakam but so they used to have scientific proofs and we are still searching to set up a basic lab for meditation yet and if there is a lab they are not given to youngsters like us so yeah i had to learn it from them so you learned literally from the best gurus then right yes so what is pranic healing i mean i have heard about all these things what are all these other things so everything is basically energy so i started with reiki i started with reiki i went to energy healing i did hypnotherapy i did chakra therapy all of these therapies were having energy anatomy so when there is a physical anatomy where you say this is my hand my leg there are certain set of chakras there were seven chakras which are major now it's popular because of the internet but there are 36000 minor chakras there are chakras where you just touch and it can you know awaken a person to next level all these are discovered but not out in the market so i was blessed to have the right teacher to teach me this energy anatomy and after that all these therapy sessions which is with the you know some are product based like singing bowls we need some physical product and some are just hand based you some draw some symbols in reiki advanced reiki and things starts getting to healed so you know a lot of people are very skeptical about reiki especially right because like what you're saying is i could be sitting 1000 kilometers away and i can send you energy to treat things how is what is the science behind this so science I mean, if there's no science behind it what is the logic behind this yeah so there is a very huge logic and of course there is a it's more scientific than the actual science which we have spirit Ooh. that's called spiritual science and sometimes i call myself spiritual scientist when i'm researching with different uh, you know techniques the science is i said the shlok vasudev kutumbakam so everyone thinks that every one on this planet is one it's the whole world is one mm-hmm. one big home but it's more deeper than that we have a universal mind and with that help of that universal mind you can transfer energies from one person to another by their photograph by their name by their just the glimpse of them you can send in positive energies from anywhere in the world and i don't remember the doctor's name but there is an australian doctor she conducted a test keeping the plants hundreds and thousands of kilometers away and six plants three plants were given bad words from far and three were given good words and appreciation and the one which were given appreciation they started growing faster recovering and growing becoming bigger and stronger but the one which were abused were dying off wow so these this are this is like some very advanced technology literally like you could remote locate people by just their photo or name correct so it's just how you train your intuition and mind and you can learn everything that's possible yes so you did these 20 different courses mm-hmm. 
was there any particular you know technique which you really thought was the most amazing and most beneficial uh yes there were many quite a few of them i loved the most personally and what people loved the most was sound and energy healing so in sound healing it's a passive format of healing where you and people love doing nothing and getting healed you know if i do nothing and i get healed wow so you're just lying down and the singing bowls are played in a certain pattern and a format and these my teacher taught me the best thing never to follow a pattern it was always intuitively you will get these downloads and you will play it in a pattern so sound healing is what works the best and second is energy healing energy healing has again various branches where one branch has a lot of sacred symbols you draw one branch is like reiki you just place your palms and heal the person from distance one is do it on the photographs once one so what you know if all these things are there then mm-hmm. why is there so much suffering in the world why are so many people sick and why are so many people dying i mean if reiki indeed can you know cure cure yes. all of this so what i can speak for myself here is that if we have a spiritual lab a space where we can experiment and prove and this industry would boost 100 times faster than the pharmaceuticals or any kind of medical industry mm-hmm. so, and i have seen cases personally myself with my one of my sisters who taught me reiki people from icu have got healed in 3 days and i'm sure the healers and the people who are listening they might have some or the other cases where healings and prayers have worked magically mantras chanting have worked magically and there was this very famous case on i think i saw it on twitter or facebook of this lady who had cancer and they said like guru granth sahib and this whole gurbani correct was curing her and you know she's like now yeah so i mean definitely these these words and they have some energy nobody knows what correct so you were 24 25 and you know once again you are in the middle of this whole energy world mm-hmm. but you are not the typical 24 year old who is you know just spending time partying and Correct. doing everything else mm-hmm. you had a very serious side to yourself which was about being extremely spiritual so how did you manage both these lives together blessed simply i could say it's just blessings of parents and masters Yeah, you can't just say, "Oh, everything is blessings of parents and masters." You should have known it, right? Ha. So it was a, you know, it's inner quest. Obviously, your curiosity. So you never had uh, doubts. You never had, you know, all kinds of insecurities. I mean, this is what people are going through, right? So uh, I really wanted to talk about insecurity, but we'll keep it for a little later. But I had very minimal doubts because I would suggest here for myself, I had seen the worst. i had nothing to lose so if you have something to lose you are insecure if you uh, if you look in a certain fashion and you say oh i look the most handsome most beautiful person out here and oh if i do spiritual work and people will treat me as a baba or a guru and you don't want to do that then you'll be insecure oh then i have to start comparing but there was no comparison and as i'm coming from a background where my parents were like struggling to work and meet their ends meet i said what will i lose the next maximum 
I would lose everything, the money, the name, the basic name, which I had, which a 24 year old doesn't have any in, uh, in my, you know, software career. And I had to move back to an ashram. So I thought to go all out and learn as much as I can. So only thing which I did, the best thing is invested in my Saraswati every time, educating, Mm. self-educating on all these courses. Wow. No, no, I think that's a very important thing, right? So like I keep telling people that, you know, most people think that once they have done their graduation or post-graduation, mm-hmm. khatam, Correct. you know, and my point to them is that just the way every phone you buy upgrades, okay. every software upgrades, mm-hmm. are you upgrading your own self? Are you upgrading, you know, you have got, you know, whatever BCom or PhD or BSc, whatever you have done. Mm-hmm. And that was in most cases done 10, 15, 20 years back. Correct. And people fail to upgrade themselves. And every other thing in the world, they want latest. <laughs> but they do not want to become latest of their own mind. And that is the key mindset of a learner. And again, gratitude to this beautiful platform, which I've got introduced to where we can upgrade and also work where I am a meditation coach on Goki, where, you know, I can, from the convenience of my home, start giving some basic awareness and awakening through my meditations to them. I mean, I have to tell you like sound healing, I'd heard about it, but only when I experienced it, I was like, man, this is amazing. You know, and mm. not only me, right? I think the point is that, you know, it's unfortunate that a lot of us, you know, just ignore this science and think, hey, this is another world and I don't need to be part of this. People who are doing this are Andhavishwasi and Correct. whatever, superstitious. And we all believe that people who indulge in this are different. Mm-hmm. And you always don't want to indulge in this. But when you experience this and we kind of made it so easy, I think it opened a completely new world for me personally. And I'm sure for lakhs of other people. Correct. So it is just how open you are to receive because knowledge is sitting right at your doorstep and it's just your steps and efforts. And what I understand is first step is very difficult for people to take. And if you are ready. So, you know, I believe that the most important step is the willingness to change. Correct. If you have that Anything is achievable. And most people lack that fundamental willingness to change. Correct. Anyway, in your case, to forget about willingness to change. You were your willingness was to <laughs> you know reincarnate yourself into okay. new things every time. And this is a time you didn't suddenly left India and went to Dubai after this mm-hmm. Bangalore episode of yours. How was it living in Dubai? It was blissful. Mm-hmm. I made a lot of friends again. Uh, I was in a relationship with my wife back then. And uh, going to a whole new country where you cross the road and you can get a f- find for it. And all the luxuries at your, again, at your fingertips. So it was a, a beautiful experience to stay in Dubai. And you were teaching yoga there? Yes. Who, who, who are the clients who were learning yoga? So there was bank VPs, managers and all of that, commoners and a lot of housewives and businesswomen. So every class after, so first I joined and there were two people coming for my classes. 
and within a month's time it was 15 20 people and it grew up to every class going to 20 to 25 25 people and there was a software where people used to book my classes and in 3 years so obviously the corporate mind kicked in and i took out a print out of how many people attended my classes at 30000 plus in 3 years oh wow <laughs> so on physical classes maybe one class trial class free class paid class doesn't matter but 30000 on a physical well today to you have you are soon going to touch 30 lakhs but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah again it's again you know you just keep working and upgrading and you reach maximum people that's your goal serve is the best goal absolutely do your best without expecting any returns and things good thing happens to good people good as people. Correct. as they say and while this dubai transition was happening there was another big thing happened in your life you decided to commit to someone and that was also a very interesting story you went and proposed to your senior senior so like two levels your boss boss's mm-hmm. boss mm-hmm. and somebody who is much more elder to you in age mm-hmm. and somebody who is of a different religion also i mean clearly coming from this background Correct. this was like the ultimate 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 so how did that happen again as we say that you have to constantly surprise yourself and if you don't give yourself these shocks it won't work and after meeting so many girls and women in my 300 life 300 in case, yeah. <laughs> and 300 is what i remember okay what you remember <laughs> could be more okay no, there is a kidding, caveat just kidding but jokes apart where I saw her I met her and after first few interactions I officially asked her out in the second meeting itself I was cleared that's the level of maturity that's the level of understanding So how did you judge this in like one meeting what did you do you did like some pranic healing on her <laughs> or you did reiki or med hypnotism what did you do how did you figure all this out there are people who can't figure this out for years So again it's it was again uh all through meditation all through meditation so yeah. you met her and you did meditation so no <laughs> the first meeting we went for a horror movie <laughs> <laughs> so so first of all she is your boss's boss correct a uh, super senior right how did you go and approach her and tell her that listen i want to take you out for a date how did how does something like this happen so it was a very filmy love story uh-huh. i had to report to my immediate boss for an email but instead i directly marked an email to her leaving my personal mobile number which is not allowed in corporates but i did that took a risk that if she replies back because she we used to just share eye contacts and you know share um, like exchange smiles and within a day or so she called me on my personal number and i know it had to take off oh to matlab you had planned already ya ki main mail mein apna niche mobile number likhunga wah I had bahut dur ki sochi hai no i did some energy healing i guess that time oh reiki <laughs> no, 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 you were no, like no. sending reiki, reiki messages that my mobile number is there and subconsciously you She are sending yeah yeah you never know man guys be careful of rodak every email he sends you may have other things attached to it yeah and every whatsapp positive energy i guess now okay so you send this email with your number and she calls you and what does she tell you on the phone yes yes i want to meet you right now no she said it was so obvious that you wrote your num- personal number there so when do we meet and the conversation started there hazaro logo ke mail mein personal number hota i don't think so everybody thinks like because is a personal number 
that this person wants to see me i mean that is a okay but that was your energy working uh, energy working and plus we had exchanged good time you know in distance that okay smiling oh, looking ka, checking each other nigaho ka pyar aankhon se hi baat ho gayi thi aankhon se hi baat ho gayi thi conversation had to start okay okay that's good i hope everybody is listening this is how the pros do it yeah so you just if you use minimal words the love can be expressed better yeah. and people that, are writing songs and now rap <laughs> huh in gully boy gully boy yes so definitely uh, they do that but then the best is minimal spoken if the partner understands you without you speaking that's when it's the real partner and Ooh. it will be a long term wow. relationship so how was that conversation you said in the first date you went to a horror movie correct and how did you transfer energy in that horror movie because i love horror movies you know again a shocker and playing with the mind you like horror movies i love horror movies why because you think ye sach to hai nahi no huh? no the, it's a different world which you could see through someone's imagination which is your favorite horror movie you recommend everybody should see Uh, if if you want to become strong hearted person then saw saw ke all series saw 1 2 3 it's like a gore cutting and horror kind of crazy movie saw okay. saw but you can start with pari if you like indian horror movies pari is better little digestible okay. for some people but after the movie we had a conversation that okay this would go on let's meet for so a second what movie. is a date where you take your date to a horror movie i mean <laughs> movies uh, the main thing it's like you know you get a theater to get a personal intimate time with her so that's was the goal pura theater khali tha matlab nahi sab bhare hua tha it was first day first show okay. in the morning <laughs> that was again a maddening thing which we did like first day first show and whole theater is full and we just wanted to stay closer to each other kind of thing okay and then we had lunch and that's where we spoke all our heart out and second meeting happened immediately within a week or so and then we said if we want to take this seriously or we just want to have this casually and things got serious from both our sides and i had proposed her first she knew about her three your 300 girlfriend or did that come later that came a lot later <laughs> <laughs> okay now it's too too late i guess she already knows ha now she knows so that's totally or i thought ki maybe you would in the first meeting say by the way 300 already done so, not worked no. inner voice is talking to me <laughs> yeah please energy is coming to me that you are the one yes hmm? so no it was again uh, it was a lot lot later in the relationship that we started opening and sharing because in india we don't have live in relationship to experiment first like if you're going to spend and and does time, she come from a conservative family or is her family very very open decent okay. yeah very nice because uh, she is only having her mother her father passed away long back so no that side it was her mother and my parents are in ashram so you know to make these families meet was a challenging yeah, task so how did you make them meet what happened i had decided and after 4 5 years of continuing the relationship i asked my parents that this is what i want to do because they were again like you're getting older 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 we started since 18 that <laughs> so we should get married i probably they started till to from 12 <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah i should they should have started from 12 but then after 5 years then i said this is what i'm going to do i'm going to get married to her she's 13 years older than me 
she's of different caste and she, you know, all of that. And they, they said, if you've decided, then why are you telling? But then somehow we made them meet for the first meeting and they understood the vibe of each other. My parents, her mom, her sister. And where did that meeting happen? In her house. Oh, so you actually got them from uh, the Shirdi. Shirdi. Okay. And made them meet them uh, at their house in Andheri. And that's where the conversation began. The kids have decided we just have to agree. <laughs> and And what kind of a marriage was this? How did the... Was it like a big, big fat wedding? No, <laughs> I'm a minimalist and I believe in marriage, the most important thing or in India, as they say, the marriage happens between two families. So we just call invited all the families and it was a court marriage in Bandra. Mm-hmm. Nothing major. We never do a reception or nothing because what's the point? Yeah. The Vishal Gondal Show will be right back after this break. Hi, I'm Ronnie Scruella, first-generation entrepreneur and co-founder at Upgrad. My podcast, Dreaming With Your Eyes Open, is a companion podcast to my best-selling book, Dream With Your Eyes Open. On this podcast, I talk to Amit Doshi, founder of IVM Podcast, about my entrepreneurial journey. I walk you through my successes and failures, mostly my failures, and the lessons that I learned from my experiences, family, and colleagues. What was my first entrepreneurial venture? Why I chose Japanese cartoons over animation cartoons on Hangama? Why did I sell my stake at UTV to Disney? Find out all this and more on the Ronnie Scruella podcast, Dreaming With Your Eyes Open. New episodes out every Tuesday on the IVM Podcasts app, website, or wherever you listen to podcasts. But then it was also very interesting that what you did with your wife, you took her to some amazing places. And Mm. this is not Switzerland and Italy. These were all the religious places in India. Correct. Correct. So what, I mean, how did you convince her to make that journey and how did it change you and her? It changed us a lot as being together, you know, as partners. Not religious, but spiritual places. Okay, spiritual and religious. <laughs> and religious. So I made a list of a set of masters, all these gurus, legendary gurus. And wherever they have taken their samadhi, so that's the places we went for meditation. So which are these places? So we started from Vrindavan, Neem Karoli Baba, where, you know, the Steve Jobs had himself had stayed with him. Oh, Neem Karoli Baba. Neem Karoli Baba. So even Baba. Zuckerberg went there recently, right? Yes, and Narendra Modi. And Modi ji, of course. So, so Vrindavan. So Neem Karoli Baba, what is the story of this guy? I mean, just if you can just kind of quickly yeah. summarize. Why are all these people going to him? So he had Siddhis or, you know, he had this energy, from divine energy from Hanuman. So he was a hardcore Hanuman Bhakt. And he had awakened certain powers which were equivalent to Hanuman ji. And very simple guy, praying, meditating, chanting, that's it. And people used to follow. His body was huge as Hanuman. It was six, seven feet. I've seen his bed size. A normal human being cannot be that large. I've never seen that kind of large body size. like. And you. now he has Samadhi over there. So his Samadhi is uh, there in Vrindavan. His body is there. And he's been there for how many years now? Almost like 50, 100 years now. 100 years. Wow. So you went there first? First. Okay. And then we went to Ajmer Sharif. Ajmer. I have to go to Ajmer Sharif. Yeah, that's been on my list for a long time. But we have to go together yeah, then. Absolutely. Absolutely. So wherever we went, what we did as an experiment was 
if we have the presence, the divine presence, let's ask for proofs. Because I believed in it already. So I had like a blind trust because some certain miracles and certain things happened in my life, certain magic. But for her, it is very new concept. You had magics and miracles happen in your life? It, like, is, a, it is a miracle where <laughs> I have reached so far coming from where I am. Yeah, right? okay. So the attack, that, that's a miracle. I was like, you know, miracle was, like can this. you convert this into gold, this piece of wood <laughs> and, you, and you rub it and it becomes gold. I'm sure uh, that has happened to you. No, I wish that. <laughs> then I, by now I would be sitting with some shakes in Dubai. But uh, so for her, the magic and miracles were very new. So we traveled from Neem Karoli Baba Vrindavan to Ajmer, Ajmer to Golden Temple, Golden Temple to Navsari, Gujarat, then Meher Baba in Ahmednagar, Gajanan Maharaj in Shegaon. So all half of India we covered from that so one second, belt. Okay. So you take your wife in, to a trip where you go to Neem Karoli Baba, Correct. then you go to Ajmer Sharif, then you go to Golden Temple. Golden Temple. Okay, we go there. That's a great place. And then you go to Nausari, one of the meditation ashram. Nausari. And then you go to? Ahmednagar. Ahmednagar. And what is the place in Ahmednagar? Meher Baba Samadhi. Yeah, Meher Baba Samadhi. So, this saint was uh, taking care of people who are mentally challenged. Mm -hmm. And he had certain, again, he was, okay, his story is super uh, interesting for everyone. Our listeners, you, me, everyone. So, I have passed Ahmednagar a lot of times, but I didn't know this. So maybe next time I can visit that summer. 100%. Again, that's the one of the hot spots we have to visit. Mm-hmm. He was enlightened by a kiss of a woman on his forehead. Straight nine months in Samadhi. And after woman that, kissed him and he went to Samadhi for nine months. Yeah. And that woman was a Sufi saint. Wow. And, and this is, you're not making this up. No, no, it's all on the Wikipedia or internet, I guess. No, but just because it's on Wikipedia doesn't mean it's true. It's, uh, his followers, everyone, everyone. Okay. Yeah. And so, so he used to take care of the mentally challenged. So what was he doing with them? So he used to, you know, take care of their basics, food, clothing, shaving their head, this, that, giving them food supply, making them show they're eating from his hand and they're fed, well fed at that ashram. And still there is no commercial property in two to five kilometers of his Samadhi until now. Like if you see any other ashram, so there are a lot of commercial stuff coming up. But it is still as simple, innocent, clean, clear, pure till today. You go there, you meditate, you will start sensing energy. If you had some connect or glimpses in your life, you will start having some connects. Wow. So you go to these places and you then meditate for how long? Uh, at one go, at least for an hour to two hours. Yeah, so it's like breakfast, then two hours, then take a break, have lunch, then two hours, then take a break. So every spot we spend two to four days, two to maximum four days, minimum two days. Minimum two days. So we were backpacking half of India. And for her, who's again in the technical world, correct? you know, I mean, if you tell an average person, ki chalo bhaiya, hum ja all these tours to do mm. meditation. It, mm-hmm. it sounds crazy. That's what uh, makes you different, right? Agar junoon hoga, to he, yeah, you will, I know, will I mean, show. this has to be extreme passion. So how did you convince her that this thing is real? So what was her, I mean, I'm sure she was also skeptical, right? When In the beginning she was, but when we were planning the days that we will never buy 
and uh, tickets in advance. We will just go and from there we'll book the ticket forward and that way we'll plan it. So if some place gives us more high energy, we'll stay there for a week. So we had planned our three months like that, like two to three months will be just off. So it took two and a half months and summer started. So we had to come back. Wow. Yeah. And what did she experience? So I'll share two experiences. The first one was Ajmer Dargah. So I was meditating, you know, wearing the cap and outside the samadhi. taking. There's too much noise there, right? Can you meditate? I mean, it's very easily. Hmm. So the silence, your inner silence cannot be disturbed by outer chaos. Oh. So when I sat there with her and she started chanting her mantras and I was doing my meditation with eyes closed, I asked for a proof that if you are there, I know you're there. I feel good here. It's, it's the inner feeling. So show me a proof. So the chadar, which is kept right on the samadhi with a lot of ittar and, you know, the flowers and all stuff, it was folded that time and it was an unconventional time. So they, they do not have a regular time that they will clean the place at 5 a.m. only. They do it randomly because too much flowers, too much attar. So, so they took out the chadar and they kept it on the wall where I was sitting. And from there, I'm just getting it like a, a person is tapping his hand. It was that kind of feeling when I was meditating. I was in deep meditation. And I was constantly asking, if you're there, give me a sign, give me a sign. And, give me. Se hai. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of flowers fell from that chadar. I was like, who's throwing flowers at me? I'm not gone. <laughs> I've not reached that nirvana stage yet. But then that was one. And then Meher Baba, where we were meditating in the samadhi, it's a small room. So only four people can sit in the room. So my wife is sitting in front of me and we get the same exact visuals we come out, I say one line and she says one line. So those visuals were shared and it was like an intimate spiritual experience with this superpower master and these energy basically. You also spent some time in at Osho Ashram. Right, I so did. So what, what did you see there? Uh, I mean, of course, everybody has seen wild, wild country. So what did you see which was wild? Uh, I never saw anything wild. Um, my mentor who took me there, he said... If you really want to grow there, you just have to look towards the ground and walk and be with yourself. We are not going there to make friends or family or whatever. So I saw a lot of different types of meditations, crazy different styles of meditation. And uh, that was my first ashram where I visited and you know stayed for a little longer. What I understood and I read a few books and I heard him for a while. He had converted everything into meditation. So my book reading technique is I read only one page. I don't read the entire book. So whatever is for you, the wisdom will come in one page, whether you read the entire book or the... Wow, that's an amazing life hack. Yes. You have to tell everybody how you can read one page and read the entire book. Yeah. So when you meditate for a little while and you just randomly open one page and you will get a vibe of what the universe wants to communicate or the book wants to communicate to you. In that one page. Is enough. Wow. Is enough. So that wow. I, I want to learn that. So it's quite simple. <laughs> I'll teach you for sure. Nah, I, this is like the ultimate growth hack, guys. I, everybody listening here, stop mm. buying expensive books. Mm-hmm. All you need is <laughs> meditation from Ronak. And you can open a book and read one page and read the whole book. But that's what it is. Correct. As they say, don't judge the book, book by its cover. <laughs> Here you can judge the whole entire by the one yeah. pager, which is, which is amazing. So, and how did this impact your wife? What changed for her? She then 
moved into spirituality more she was always spiritual she is a sufi follower oh okay and she used to do sufi chants sufi dance and all of that and then she understood my energy work very easily so it was digestible for her once i started learning and taking her out for this trip in osho ashram i never saw anything you know going down or whatever was shown outside nothing was happening inside uh, i mean you have 100 laws and you still have illegal stuff any in any country right it's the same way if you think about negative the negative will grow if you when think you about positive when you see negative anything ready you will only see negative things so i was just looking down doing my different meditations there learning i was in my learning phases there so i have this experiment for people to try and i have you know in my life i have experienced this several times it used to happen that whenever i was trying to buy a new car mm mm-hmm. and i was thinking about that car mm-hmm. for the next few weeks i could only spot that car on the road you know somehow out of all the cars going i would just spot that, that one car and that is when i started realizing that you know whatever you are thinking your mm-hmm. brain is seeking it Correct. and if it can happen to a car and i think you guys should do it yourselves you know whether it's a car or something which you can see very often right so a car is a is a good example mm-hmm. you think of buying or actually literally if you are planning to buy a car or mm-hmm. a bike or a scooter or whatever mm-hmm. you will see suddenly that one on the road a lot of times and that's what is happening what you just described correct so i did a millions of experiments with the uh, law of attraction in this uh, manifestation rituals which i designed my own personalized manifestation rituals i coming from a background where i used to sell papers or you know started working in call centers it i could never imagine to drive a rolls royce or a ferrari but in dubai so i had written those goals down on my book on my secret book so there is a golden book which you write your goals for a year and then you watch it few times a year read it do some affirmations relax visualize it relax and i happened to be in dubai with one of her friend like the lot of you know people who rent out all these luxury cars there and that's a very common thing there and one of my friends said okay if you have this wish yeah yeah you go <laughs> and i was like wow can i go on the but i didn't have the official yeah, stuff so i could do it in the parking lot and do it at a very you know low profile streets yeah, but technically that was a tick you did it it didn't yes. matter it di- it did matter so whatever you're thinking a manifestation ritual is you write it down on a physical reality with your five fingers and the thumb so it's your five koshas which we say so, right? so my favorite quote and i something believe from as i was kid is you can if you think you can correct i think the only thing stopping you from yes, doing you anything is your own thought correct so ek bar if you think, think and make a resolve it will happen it will happen and i think that's exactly what you talk about mm-hmm. so tell me now with this amazing journey of yours you know with all the interesting things around mm-hmm. uh you are now very seriously pursuing your own path to spirituality but you are also now teaching mm. thousands of people okay. this path okay. so what is it that you are seeing in the society or in people today and how do you think spirituality is going to help them i feel uh, now as we already know that every corner has a yoga center now so i started off as a yoga teacher but in next few years next 5 to 7 years or earlier every corner will have meditation centers because 
body is very important of course but people have left mind behind and now is the time to take mind along mental health mental health is the be- biggest thing challenge which we are facing today so many so we get an average 8 to 10000 people coming for a meditation class on a live platform that's amazing so that means people are looking forward to do something to resolve their queries of mind and the easiest way is to work with your mind and breath which is so close to you but we forget the breath we forget the breathing so you believe that every corner there are going to be meditation center every corner every corner meditation is going to be the next are there enough meditation gurus to do this meditation gurus i want or meditation guides guides also gurus teacher guides minimal but there are enough and i'm sure like right now rishikesh in uh, the yoga capital produces 1 lakh teachers 100000 teachers a month a month yoga teachers so i'm sure there will be universe has its own alignment to produce that many meditation teachers as well and it will happen for sure wow that's that's a very powerful uh, you know thought and i'm sure mm-hmm. it is going to become that big correct while all this is happening you know you have these amazing tattoos on your mm-hmm. body how did you set up all these tattoos and what what was this idea behind it because again this is not conventional you don't see a lot of these people of course luke has a lot of tattoos but correct. luke comes from a different world correct so uh tattoos i started into clubs as a that assistant dj job and i saw many people having tattoos at that era so i was like okay i'm fascinated i as i turn 18 the first thing i want to do is a tattoo so first tattoo was on my neck it was a sun before i redid the tattoo and got a mandala so i used to meditate and i used to always see a sun or a mandala or a sacred geometry coming in to my third eye on my forehead and like i don't know why these things are coming up but i should have something inked on my body and my spiritual name is krishna because of the same reasons mm. <laughs> so krishna is on my neck and if krishna is there you always need a radha like radhe krishna kind like the male and the female so shri is on my ear oh okay so shri krishna and the mandala which you often see on the throat wow that's like <laughs> amazing story and yeah. and i hope you're going to have more now given that you're going to do so much more uh, so uh, much spirituality i i wish i'm searching for a mantra which i could resonate with and have it on my hands or somewhere other yeah, yeah. so if somebody has only 30 seconds to a minute mm-hmm. how can they meditate if you have 30 seconds just place your palms on the stomach and every breath has to reach the navel 30 seconds so how do you do that can you just demo yes. so everybody here i am just placing my hand on my stomach both the hands both the hands okay uh, it's like you're blessing your stomach okay and back is straight most important is to keep your spine straight and inhale slowly very naturally without making any sound and slowly exhale from your nostrils breathing in gently exhale with every breath observe your navel rising up with every exhalation observe the navel falling in just 20 more seconds to go breathe in 
Keep a beautiful smile on your face. Exhale gently through your nostrils. And now gently bringing your awareness back to your breath, back to the now and slowly open your eyes. Wow, that was 30 seconds of amazing meditation. Yes. But you know, that's what it is, right? So people think they don't have time, mm-hmm. but you know, there is a meditation for everything. Everything. So from smoking, swimming, dancing to making love can be meditation. meditation. Wow. So everything is meditation. No, no, it has been really exciting talking to you. I have learned so many things. But before we end, I wanted to kind of talk about two, three other aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. And one very important is how do you deal with, you know, the negativity and Mm -hmm. things when things are not going right? How do you deal with that? And how can people learn that? So the easiest way and the most practical way is pranayam, the breathing exercise. Nadi Shuddhi is one. You can do Kapal Bhati as well. But uh, that's the fastest way to deal with negative stress or negativity around because negative energies cannot attack you before. So they reach their aura stage first. And aura is nothing but your pranic energy or the prana energy. So when you're breathing, you're keeping your mind cool. And science have proven already, if you're happy, you're breathing in a certain set rhythm. If you're angry, you're breathing in a certain rhythm. So when you're breathing with that calmness, negative stress or any kind of stress will not stick to you at all. The second practical way is writing all the negative things down and burn it. Simple. Oh, so you write all the negative things and then burn it. Throw the ashes in the commode or just flush it down and wash basin or wherever. Just dump it. Do not keep it. Just burn it. Wow. That's that's an amazing hack, guys. So one way to get rid of problems is write them down, burn burn it and dump Mm. it in the toilet. Yes. That's the way to do this. That's Mm. a good hack. And I'm definitely going to try that. Anything else which can help people achieve nirvana in the shortest possible way? Nirvana, I don't know. (laughs) But calmness, yes. If you really want to, you know, have that calm state of mind is. So whatever is in the mind is in the body and whatever is in the body is in the mind. Start moving your body and then start working with your mind. So you can start with your yoga exercise like Surya Namaskars. Just five Surya Namaskars are enough. Four to five. They go in pairs. So four or eight or six even numbers. Then you start with five minutes or ten minutes of pranayam, including only Kapal Bhati and Nadi Shuddhi Pranayam from our Goki platform. And after that, just Shavasan. Play a beautiful music for ten minutes. Put your music on from any internet And what about headstand? You know, I'm now an expert at that. Yes. Headstand and all the... So... Shishasan. Shishasan. So, I guess the listeners would be surprised and shocked to know Yoga Sutras were written by Mr. Patanjali, the Lord Patanjali. And he wrote about asanas only three to five sutras. Out of 196 sutras, Yoga Sutras, he has only written four or five sutras on body postures he has written everything on the mind everything on the dream everything on the karma everything on the you know cosmic energies and stuff so asanas are made 
now by humans you know again manipulated and stuff but asanas are very important body fitness is very important but we have forgotten the core of yoga the attitude of yoga you should be having that attitude many yogis eat non veg drink party do everything i do that but i am a vegetarian but yeah. but but uh, attitude matters more so your mental attitude is the key to reach that state there are only two stages happy state and sad state mm-hmm. either you're happy or you're sad so if today is the last day on earth mm-hmm. you know humanity is going to end tomorrow mm-hmm. and we all know today is the last day how mm-hmm. will you spend that last day that is a one crazy question but uh i would be spending my time in a village you know just being in the nature staying with the forest animals eating what i like doing nothing and just being in the nature a part of nature yes so you will go to a village and spend time being part of nature yes nothing else nothing else that's mm. amazing that's meditation uh, what is the last thing you bought which is under 10000 rupees which you end up using a lot uh i've started using it now more but i had bought it like in uh, last few months uh, it's a gimbal it's a phone gimbal zenyun uh mobile smooth 4 so i'm trying to create my cinematic movies and you know short documentaries and trailers of yoga and meditation yeah so you can use your camera yeah that's that's interesting from the phone itself yeah and are you into music at all uh i love music uh but i don't listen to a specific genre i anything which makes me happy because i've studied a little bit a basic level one of nad yog there's a music yog itself so i love music yes so any any music you'd recommend people to listen to i would say start listening to the nature sounds the singing bowl bells or any religious chants which you follow any religion you follow any chantings if you listen to for 10 minutes a day would really change yeah. the neuro pathways so a lot of people i have asked that you know they all say oh i want to meet dalai lama Correct. of course even i want to meet dalai lama but you are one of the few people who have met him now a few times yes so how was it meeting dalai lama in his space you don't feel like talking once you are reached a certain level of meditation i won't say that i am a super expert as he is he's wow in that way but when you are in that space your silence will communicate with him and whatever he says it's like flowers showering on you so the wisdom and the knowledge which you get it's like one line is like 100 books so you have one to one line is like 100 books and you have to decode that line that's what you know is when you spend time with that kind of legendary master yeah. so so there are so many babas in india right correct but if there are five babas mm-hmm. or three babas who people should really study or follow mm-hmm. who would be those three and why should we be following them so the first i would say again all of them have left their body uh first would start with osho so osho number 1 number 1 because he is one of the masters who have spoken on every aspect of energy work healing work meditation work so listen to him for at least 3 months and then practice the meditation otherwise you get into the listening mode only and you never execute the first the second on the service end you should watch uh, there are a lot of youtube videos and internet videos about meher baba and his life journey meher baba i'll surely check that out yeah that's that's again another level and third and the last one would be raman maharishi mm-hmm. 
Raman Maharishi spoke on uh, duality. So basically, as we are already, we had spoken about insecurity and, you know, either this is right or wrong, negative and positive. He has spoken about the midway, the this and the that. So non-duality and Advait philosophy, Raman Maharishi. And and what are your thoughts on Jaggi Vasudev and Shri Shri and Baba Ramdev? I mean, these are, they, they seem to be a lot mainstream and we know several people who are following them. So, they are amazing at what they're doing right now. I see that at least on their bit, they're doing some kind of awakening or information passing on to the people who are not aware. But after a while, you would not need them. Mm-hmm. Your Be- level goes up. Uh, and second is the real guru teaches you to one, two, three, four, five techniques. Says if you can't awaken yourself and make yourself a guru or awaken the guru in you, then you don't come to me. Mm. But most of these Babas are selling one course, two course, hundred courses and they are not awakening the real you. No, but I think in a way they are at least taking this to the masses, right? I mean, that is the most key clearly important. thanks to Baba Ramdev, yoga is on the map, at least in India. And, you know, Modi ji has adopted World Yoga Day, International Yoga Day and things like that. So they've been able to at least get the masses interested in this. So they are the whole purpose. So every guru has their own purpose. So they had the purpose to make sure that this reaches and becomes the mainstream. Like Ramdev Baba, where he started, I used to attend his shibirs at four o'clock in the morning and five o'clock in the morning to reach millions of people. And now company worth 10,000 crores and above. Jaggi Vasudev with his wife be taking Mahasamadhi, now a multimillionaire Baba, but amazing work done. What he's done in Coimbatore is amazing. It's, I want to go there actually. Even yeah. even I would love to visit. I've never visited that ashram. I've visited more than two to three hundred ashrams all over India. Wow. But all are unfamed. So basically when you reach the mainstream, the essence is gone. And you know, the intimate connection with the Guru Shishya Parampara is gone. Now, if I want to reach any of these I have to go through 100,000 people, the PR agencies and all of that. So mm-hmm. it becomes a crazy havoc. And then what about Shri Shri? I've done his courses, amazing courses, amazing ashram. But once you reach a level, yeah. you just need... So if any of these gurus can awaken the guru in you and say, go beyond me, I believe that's the perfect guru chosen for you. And they are amazing already. They're doing amazing. But you know... Apart from these gurus, mm. there are a lot of people who are, I'm sorry to use the word, scamming people in okay. the name of okay, spirituality and mm-hmm. religion. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips for people on how to identify or how, or if they know someone who is mm-hmm. getting into this trap, how mm-hmm. do you kind of give them some knowledge and take them to the right direction? Correct. Like the three Babas, you have, like, except Osho, mm-hmm. I have not heard of the other people. And I doubt if any of our listeners would have. Correct. So it's uh, that's the first key. When you awaken your spirit, your Atma inside you, you have your Atma Darshan, you will never need to become famous. Because people will sense your energy and come to you. So mm-hmm. when you're going to any non-commercial, non-famous uh, personality, the Guru, the vibrations should talk. And not the drama which is created around the vibration. Mm-hmm. So when you are in that presence, you will get into trance and meditative state without getting hypnotized. So mm-hmm. mass hypnotism is a very big thing. 
Wow, and it, hypnotism. It happens at a very large scale and it was very famous back in US and now it is happening in India. But if it's happening for good, I'm always game for it. So there are definitely challenges in that also, right? There are a lot of challenges. A lot of challenges. No, I think it's been a fascinating conversation, Ronak. I think we can go on and on. Yeah. Uh, but before I end, I think I want to know one last thing from you. Then. Mm-hmm. Where do you see yourself 10, 20, say 30 years from now? You are what, 30 now, 31. Yeah. Where do you see yourself when you are 60? So... It was in a funny way. I had spoken to a few masters and I had asked them to teach me some sacred techniques to leave my body. <laughs> and you know, when you're young, you can ask anything. Yeah. Now, when you get little wiser. Why you- do you want to leave your body? I mean, which kind of a teenager or, you know, like 20 year old is asking somebody, I want to leave my body. Because why do you want to go through this cycle again and again? So it's not moksha, it's not nirvana because that's very far. Enlightenment, it's very far. So according to you, living a life is like going through hell again and again. Or going through... It's a kind of... Maya, whatever it's It's a maya punishment or it's awakening. So you're going to... So why am I here? You're here to serve people. What are you going to do? You're going to make some money. You're again going to give it to 100,000 people or millions of people. Why are you doing this drama again and again? Being rich, poor, any kind of, you know, from any race, religion, background, reach a height and start helping people. So why don't you do it now? So if I have served right now through Goki, I've served 200,000 people for even two, two minutes. And through other mediums, I've served X number of people and 30 years more serve people. But after a while, you would want to stop. Because where does it end? So if, you, the- if you do leave your body, where do we find you? I would still want you to be live on Goki Play. Huh? <laughs> then I guess uh, we'll do some telepathy from Mars or <laughs> some other kind. No, but like I said, Ronak, an yeah. absolute pleasure talking to you. I know we spoke about many things here, Thank but you. I think, uh, you know, you are one of those persons whom we are going to call again on our show because I know you're going to do some amazing things yes. in the future. And once again, thanks a lot for being live on the Vishal Gondal show. Thank you so much for calling me. Thank you. I'm grateful. Thank you. India's a massive subcontinent home to truly stunning diversity. Behind the veils of smoke that obscure our thriving cities, our history is still alive, glimmering like sequins, waiting to be discovered. And if you, like me, are straining to hear the echoes of our past, this podcast is for you. I'm Anirudh Kanisetti, a history and geopolitics researcher, and I host Echoes of India, a history podcast about India, by Indians and for Indians. In Echoes, we journey through the complex histories of South Asia and what they can teach us about our globalized world. Tune in every Wednesday on ivmpodcast.com or your favorite podcast app. The most engaging and the most useful conversations you may have in your life are likely to be with your most challenging customers. Hi, I'm Ambi Parmeshwaran and on this podcast, I will take you through my book, Sponge, Leadership Lessons I Learned from My Clients. Packed with real stories about real people, but most of all, packed with the innumerable lessons I soaked up from some of the most iconic business leaders like Ratan Tata, Azim Premji, 
एस रामोदोराय करसन भाई पटेल एम दामोदरन डॉक्टर कुरियन एंड मेनी मोर डोंट फॉर्गेट टू ट्यून इन टू द स्पॉन्ज पॉडकास्ट कीप स्पॉन्जिंग टू कीप लर्निंग